Welcome to Winning Is Not Everything, where we bring sanity back to youth sports by focusing on character development, effort, and sportsmanship, not rankings and trophies. I'm your host, Sean Jensen, former NFL reporter, children's book author, and youth sports coach. Today, we've got part one of our conversation with three-time Olympian, Kara Winger, who's gonna share about her sports journey, including the impact of moving a lot because of her father's job and how the coaches, both positive and negative, influenced her. Let's get to it. To understand the essence of Kara Winger, I think her college coach at Purdue said it best. Quote, her personality was infectious, Rodney Zderwick said. She was a joy to coach having someone with a personality like that. In good times and hard times, she was positive. Her credentials would suggest that she's the best ever in the United States. Carol won a gold medal at the Pan American Games, and she placed fifth at the World Championships, the highest ever finish for an American in women's javelin. Besides, she's also the American record holder in the event. But she's a genuinely sincere and kind person who backs up her talk with her actions. Over these three episodes, you're going to learn a lot about Kara, and you're going to hear a lot of honesty on important things like bullying, dealing with injuries, and the not-so-glamorous parts of being an Olympian in a non-mainstream sport. I can't wait, so let's get to it. I am so privileged to have Olympian and just all-around inspiration, Kara Winger, as a guest. Kara, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks so much for having me, Sean. I'm thrilled to be here. I love what you're doing. It's it's super important, all these topics. Well, thank you so much. Well, I guess we should start with the fact that our mutual friend, Mandy Marquardt, suggested that we should connect. Tell me a little bit about your relationship with her. Well, Mandy, I first met her at the Colorado Springs Olympic and Paralympic Training Center. We cross paths like a couple times a year in any normal year. And she just, her her vibe was so great. She's such a consistent, like kind of calming presence while being this phenomenal athlete. Um, so we just talked a couple times, hung out a few times. And she's been such an awesome, like mutually supportive friend in sport. So, you know, we kind of have each other's backs a little bit in terms of relationships and potential sponsors and stuff like that. And we're now, you know, gratefully both true sport ambassadors. And that's kind of how we both met you through the the Mm -hmm. National Coaches Award through the NBC Sports Engine. So just a a really supportive, awesome, someone who's always going to think of you when great opportunities come along. And I try to do the same for her. That's outstanding. Well, let's get into some of our favorite questions. First question for you, Kara, what's your favorite childhood sports related memory? Oh my goodness. I, I've listened to a couple of your episodes and I've tried to uh, really rack my brain, but I think one of the best things for me in sport was to have some rejection early on. I know that that sounds kind of silly, but it is winning is not everything. And I, I very distinctly remember trying out for basketball in fourth grade. I'd never really played before. And I was just like, that seems fun. Let's go try. And I nowhere close to made the team. And I just really remember (laughs) like talking to my mom about it, her being like, well, Kara, you know, you can practice and then try again. It's okay. (laughs) And I really took that to heart. And I absolutely did that. And then when we moved away from Hawaii, where my tryout had been to Washington, and I had an opportunity to try again, I was more prepared and I made a team. Yeah, it just really sticks out in my mind. I think that's a great example.
Now, this was one I was looking forward to asking you, just because you are a true sport ambassador. Which coach, when you were younger, encouraged and inspired you most? When I was younger, one of my eventual high school swimming teammates, uh, her dad was actually our first or my first basketball coach in fifth grade. So when I finally made a team, I had had an opportunity to be on a quote unquote better team and didn't quite make that one. But I, I was on her dad's team because there were spots left and I was like, welcome. And it was just a really fun experience. Like he was every every drill was fun. Every practice was like about teamwork more than fine tuning and perfecting our skills. And it was just a really, really cool, relaxed, supportive, like encouraging atmosphere to be a part of on this like first basketball experience um, that I had. And I kind of never forgot that. And he's been super supportive ever since um, in all the other sports that I tried. And then now in the javelin, it's not something I've ever really talked about that much, but it's really distinct in my mind that like, not only was it a great experience for me personally, but I also got to meet a lot of girls that eventually were my teammates on other teams like as we continued to grow up and having that be a positive experience from the get-go meant that those relationships stayed positive as well like all the way through middle school and high school. I think that's such a great example and you being an elite athlete and having experienced I'm sure all different types of coaches why is it so important for you to be a part of an organization like True Sport that tries to really reinforce those positive coaches because unfortunately there are a lot of negative coaches who, you know, maybe push kids too hard or, you know, create that environment that you didn't experience in the example you provided. Right. And I mean, to be clear, I definitely had those other coaches too, the negative ones. And I've talked about them a lot in the true sport experiences because they they stick out in my mind too. And I, thankfully I had the, the Dean Zarazinskis and the, my swimming coach, Ron Wargo and, and my high school basketball coach, Steve Hook, to balance out the negative experiences. But it's just, it's so important to me to be a part of True Sport and to spread these positive values because I wouldn't still be here if I didn't have those experiences. Like there were such fantastic people in my life that showed me that you can be successful and also have a great time. It's not just about being the best at what you're doing. It's about being a good person and bringing other people along on the journey as well. So I just care a lot about spreading that message via True Sport. It's quite an honor. What was the most valuable lesson you learned through a challenge or defeat? So in 2019, I started working with my friend, Dana, and she's actually one of two female coaches that I've ever had. She and I competed against each other in college and have been friends for 16 years. And so it's just, it's super fun to be coach and athlete now. Um, and we tried at my request, a new grip on the javelin. And it just, it wasn't working in 2019, but she like allowed me to work through kind of that choice that I had made and be supportive as a coach. And then when I just failed time and again overseas, like by myself, and I was humble enough to go back to her and be like, I really want to try like my old grip again. I need to like, <laughs> I need to do something different and feel like myself. She didn't at all say, I told you so. She was just supportive. She just helped me work through it. And all of a sudden I had some of my best international results that I've literally ever had in my entire career. So the ability to go back to the drawing board and to be open in communication with your coaches who, you know, at my age and experience level really become your friends. 
it's just, it's really fun because it not only strengthens your coach athlete relationship, but your friendship to be vulnerable and say like, I need to try something else and then have it work. It's just a celebration together instead of some sort of like weird combative relationship. And it's just a joy to be in that situation and to have great friends as my coaches. That was a, a, you know, hard pill to swallow that it was my choice to try this new grip. And then I had to be the one to like come back and say, no, no, let's try the old one again and feel like ourselves. And we did. Carol, what's one thing you would tell your 8, 12, or 16-year-old self? I think from a young age, and I'm still figuring this out, like we moved a lot when I was little. My dad's a civil engineer and he worked on jobs like all over the West Coast. So we moved like 11 times before I was in fifth grade. And then kind of stayed put after that, but it was a lot. Yeah. So sports were always like my place to make friends. Like it, it was really important that I have that outlet and I've always been a really focused person, but like socially at, you know, a young age, it's not as cool to be super focused in the classroom as it is to be focused on the field of play. So sports were like my more acceptable place to like be intense and and love what I was doing. So as like a young kid though, and and still today, I'm like learning how to trust my gut and be confident in some sort of respectful confrontation. And unfortunately, like growing up, there were quite a few like social issues on the teams that I was on. So there were, there was some bullying, not necessarily of me, but I was like witness to it and I could have spoken up more. And that's really what I would go back and do. Like, I don't have a whole lot of regrets, but I really wish, like, I wish I could tell myself that it's okay to stand up for your friends in a more obvious way. Cause I was always supportive one-on-one, but I, I wish that I could have been an advocate for my friends a little bit more, like be an ally when they're getting bullied and maybe bring those issues to light in a way that would make a team more successful or would strengthen Mm. all of the relationships. Uh, And that's just not something I really ever learned um, as a young kid. And I think it's really difficult as a female, maybe especially to learn those lessons when you're so little because you're trying to fly under the radar. I was always the new kid. That could have been a muscle that I flexed a lot earlier. Wow. That's really honest. I really appreciate that answer. And uh, I just had a guest on recently who talked about his experience being bullied. And, you know, I I just think it's it's heartbreaking. And, And you're right. I mean, I certainly was the type of kid when I was younger, just trying to sort of fit in. And, and it is hard sometimes to say, hey, this isn't right, you know? Yeah, I'm a fairly introverted person as well. And so to to really put yourself out there and, and say, hey, like, stop it. That's not okay. Can be so difficult when you're, when you're so new and also personality wise, mm-hmm. it's just not, you know, kind of your forte. And mm-hmm. yeah, that's why I would have loved to be told that. Like, hey, yeah. it's okay to stand up for your friends. It's better for everybody that mm-hmm. somebody sees that the, the bullying and, And any kind of name calling and stuff like that is not okay. And that everyone's going to be better if that doesn't happen. And if you have people on your side. Looking back, what was something you appreciated about your parents' influence on your athletic journey? My parents are so supportive. I was thinking today about, I'm not from a family of athletes. I've said before, I'm not from an athletic family. That's not necessarily true. They're athletic in their own right, but nobody really was ever like a career athlete or in any sort of like structured way. So 
it's really neat, I think, to be in the Olympic space and come from a family like that because, like, it's really cool what I'm doing, but it's also not the whole world. And, like, it's really easy to keep that in perspective coming from my family because we, like, love to go outside, like, experience the great outdoors. Um, my husband and my dad, like, go fishing all the, like, whenever possible and just we play cards and like now we play bridge with my parents online and there's mm. just so much more to life than winning mm. in sport or otherwise. And I just really appreciate that my parents taught me that, you know, without even trying, just leading by mm -hmm. example. Like my dad was yeah. always so good at working really hard in his job and providing for his family, you know, in the stereotypical way that you imagine a father doing, especially from my generation, mm. but also prioritizing like quality time with his family. Mm. So making sure that we like, went down the Oregon coast to camp and stuff like that. I, it was always really obvious that we were his priority in more ways than just like bringing home the bacon. From kind of the sports perspective, they were always really good at like giving me perspective. If I played poorly in a game and I was really upset about it, they'd be like, you know, it's, it's fine. Like you're going to get another chance. Isn't this emotion good that like you want to get better so let's talk about how you're going to do that. Like, let's make a plan instead of like wallowing in self-pity or like them being hard on me. Like they were always just a voice of reason mm. to the point that I remember so clearly my dad saying to me after I didn't perform at like the last high school meet that I was at, it was like an Oregon versus Washington competition. And I should have won quote unquote, but I just didn't do well. And I was really upset. And my dad looked at me and he said, Kara, it's only going to get harder from here. Like, didn't you expect to have some competition? And I was like, oh, <laughs> you're very right. And he was so much more right than I even imagined because I really struggled mm. at the beginning of college. But that very much stuck with me that like wow. you don't get to show up and just win. Like you have to you have to do your job. And if you don't like someone else deserved it more and that's OK on that day. Wow, that's a great lesson and a great story. What was something that you wrestled or struggled with in middle or high school? I was never like the subject of any really obvious like ridicule or anything like that. But I would say that because I was really used to being new and because I kind of always had an eye out for those people that maybe needed a friend, there were times like maybe more often than not that I felt kind of isolated. Like people were like, oh, Kara has got it. Like she's busy doing other stuff. And I, I didn't necessarily know how to get really close to people. Like I have phenomenal friends from high school. Like my absolute soul sisters are especially my swimming friends and a couple people, you know, from elementary school on. But I think back and there were a lot of times that I was just maybe too busy for my own good or too, hmm. too focused on improvement in different areas rather than just enjoying the ride. Hmm. Uh, and that sometimes felt like maybe intention from other people, but in reality, it could have just been me not knowing how to be vulnerable and like ask to spend more time with people and, and put myself out there in friendship hmm. ways. So yeah, yeah, I just, I think that's maybe still my social tendency a little bit. I just have better perspective on it now and yeah. I'm able to kind of voice those feelings and say, hey, like I'm feeling lonely. Can we spend time together <laughs> mm. instead of kind of struggling along on my own? 
Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Winning is Not Everything. Please make sure to like the podcast and subscribe to the podcast so you can get part two of my talk with Kara as soon as it's available. But before you go, can you do me one favor? Go to my website, seankjensen.com, and visit the contact page where you can leave a voice recording. I want you to tell me your first name, your age, where you're from, and who your favorite coach is, and why that person is your favorite. Some of your responses could be aired on a future episode of Winning Is Not Everything. And I'll randomly pick a few of you to receive a signed and personalized copy of one of my middle school rules books or a free gratitude training session from Model Student Athlete. Winning is not everything, but the three H's to be a real hero in life are hustle, humility, and heart. I'm your host, Sean Jensen, and we'll see you again next time.